Welcome to the To Faithful Men podcast. This project started in 2006 to preserve old sermon and study tapes of Wiley Flanagan, Hassel Wallace, and Mike Strevel. 2 Timothy 2.2 says, And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men, who shall be able to teach others also. Chapter 16 says, I heard a great voice, which evidently is the voice of God, since uh, um, man was prohibited, uh, or anyone prohibited from entering the temple. And the temple saying to the seven angels, now this voice, the voice of God, I, I take it to believe, to, to me, go your ways and pour out the vials of the wrath of God upon the earth. Now, uh, here, uh, verse, uh, that's the introductory, uh, finishes the introduction to the, to the bowls or the plagues. Verse 2 says, And the first angel went and poured out his vial, or bowl, upon the earth. And there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men, which had the mark of the beast, and upon them which worshipped his image. Now don't you see how uh, the, uh, the chronology... It's coming back into view. I see the, we got a picture of the beast, uh, out of the sea. We got a picture of the beast out of the earth. We got a picture of the beast out of the earth, making an image, uh, of, uh, uh, to the first beast and, and how much power they had. And now then, he's beginning to tell us now about the beast and about the people upon the earth. Uh, and uh, now this, Wrath now, this judgment, is just now being poured out upon the earth. Now the first judgment, uh, the first bowl, uh, affects man. It's the uh, only time uh, the trumpet didn't affect man uh, and the seal didn't affect man. That is the first four. The first four uh, seals, the first four trumpets, had to do with nature, had to do with the earth, had to do with rivers, earth, land, and sea. Uh, but this first vial, the first bowl judgment, has to do uh, with the men which had the mark of the beast and upon them which worship his image. Now, uh, it says, uh, there fell a noisome and grievous sore upon the men. Now, I don't know uh, uh, what type of sore uh, this will be. I just know that from the description it's going to be painful. And uh, I know that uh, in Egypt, while you had uh, uh, this uh, sores, you know, uh, and they were literal. Now, a lot of people get awful disturbed here as to whether or not these, uh, these judgments are, are literal, you know, or these, these plagues. Well now, if you'll compare the plagues in chapter 16 with the trumpet 
judgments and the seal judgments and then put them put these three uh, with the background of the plagues in Egypt you will find that you won't have to believe any more miraculous event in the 16th chapter of Revelation than you will in the 7th, 8th, and 9th, 10th chapters of Exodus. Before, Because in, in Exodus you read about uh, plagues of, uh, uh, of hail, you read about frogs, you read about lice, you read about rivers turning to blood, uh, and uh, so, and that's what you're going to, uh, as some things that we'll be noticing here. Uh, and the second, and the second angel, uh, poured out his vial upon the sea. Now you'll notice that these judgments are upon the men who have the mark of the beast. See? In other words, the judgments now is not upon uh, the universal, not upon, uh, not, uh, upon every person upon the earth, but it's confined, limited to those that have the mark of the beast. Uh, and, uh, and the second angel poured out his vial upon the sea, and it became as the blood of a dead man, and every living soul died in the sea. Now that's a picture of a dead man wallowing in his own blood. And it says that when the second bowl was emptied, poured out into the sea, the sea became as the blood of a dead man. Uh, uh, that is, that's the picture. Living soul and every living, uh, uh, every living soul or being died in the sea. Well, of course, uh, if you have a sea that's turned to blood, now if that's literal, well, you're not going to have any, it's not going to be long till all the carcasses are going to rise to the top. Well, some people say, well, that's too, that's too hard for me to believe that. Well, it, uh, it's going to be hard for that man to believe that the river Nile was turned to blood. Well, but I'm not saying that, uh, that just simply because God turned the water uh, of Nile in the blood that, uh, that that makes this literal. Now this could be uh, figurative as far as uh, if that's the way God wants it uh, if that's what God is uh, teaching here but uh, without without any uh, other indication I'd have to take it literally now and I heard uh, <coughs> Uh, and the third angel poured out his vial upon the rivers and fountains of waters, and they became blood. Uh, the difference, the other, was limited to the seas, and all in it, everything in it, died, it said. All right? Now then, this third angel is pouring out the wrath of God now upon the rivers, the springs, the sources of water. And uh, and they became blood. And I heard the angel of the waters say, and that's the only time in the Bible that you have uh, the expression, the angel of the waters. 
Uh, back in chapter 14 and verse 18, you have an angel over the fire. And, uh, and then, uh, in, uh, chapter 7, uh, verse 1 of Revelation, you have, uh, four angels who have, who were given authority, power over the four winds of the earth. You know, when they were addressed, said, now, wait, whole, uh, th- these angels had been given the power to let loose judgment. Uh, up on the earth, but now then, don't do that be- uh, because God had some sealing to do, and it was there that He uh, reserved uh, His uh, uh, His people, given the hundred and forty-four thousand, and and then the great multitude, beginning in verse eleven. Now, uh, so. Verse 5 says, And I heard the angel, now this uh, angel of the waters, uh, of course, evidently is an angel who, whose special ministry, attendant, uh, authority was over the waters. Uh, and I heard the angel of the waters say, Thou art righteous, O Lord. Now here is an angel whose duty, whose special uh, uh, responsibility apparently was of the waters. And this angel replies to God that God's judgment concerning, now see it was another angel, it was the third angel and the angel of the waters, two different angels. And the angel of the waters is just simply saying that what God is doing through the third angel is holy and righteous. See, that his works are just. Thou art righteous, O Lord, which art and was and shall be, because thou hast judged thus. In other words, when these people say that now God would be unjust, and, and that's not uh, uh, that's not like God to uh, uh, to make the waters turn to blood and have people to die and suffer and. And so now, if it's not literal blood, it's going to be just, it, it'll be just as harsh, uh, and just as severe as if, if it was literal blood. Whatever it was, whatever it turned to, killed them. See? They couldn't live in it. The, uh, the, uh, the fish, anything in the sea. Alright? Uh, and, and you let all that, uh, uh, flesh, be, come to the top, you're going to stop business. You're going to stop ships and commerce and so on. See, well, we'll get uh, that'll be affected as we'll see later. But for they, verse 6 says, for they have shed the blood of saints and prophets, and thou hast given them blood to drink, for they are worthy. Now, this angel of waters is simply saying that they're getting what's coming to them. Whatsoever man soweth, that shall he also reap. See? Whether he's uh, uh, classified as whichever mark he has, mark of the beast or the mark of God, it's still true that whatever man soweth, that shall he reap. See? Now, and uh, they, this angel says that God 
uh, is just in so doing. And for thou art worthy. And I heard another out of the altar say. Now actually this is the altar that speaks and not uh, even so Lord God Almighty true and righteous are thy judgments. Now in the original it it gives it as just as the blood of Abel cried from the ground. The stones cry out. See? The, uh, uh, the uh, well, it's of course a, a figure of speech, uh, a metaphor when it says, when it talking about the stones cry out and uh, the altar speaking or a tree moving or so on. But uh, here, uh, it says that uh, that the it bears testimony to the fact that the judgments of God are true and righteous. Now, over in uh, back in verse three of chapter fifteen, it says uh, you find there that the they were singing the song of Moses and of the Lamb, saying, "Great." And marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty, just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints or King of the ages. Here, uh, in verse 7 of chapter 16, I heard another out of the altar say, Even so, Lord God Almighty, true and righteous are thy judgments. Now, <clears throat> God is seeing to it that throughout the book of Revelation that his works, his sovereign works, uh, that he bears testimony to the fact that they are righteous, they are true, that whatever he does, whatever he doeth, he has a right to do, and they, not only uh, uh, that he has a right to do it, uh, but whatever he does is right, see? Uh, it don't have to be right for God to do a thing. That is, from our standpoint. We think that a man that, uh, well, if he's going to be honorable, uh, that it's got to be right in order, uh, well, he's got to do what is right. But on the contrary, whatever God does is right. He's not going to do wrong. Because his ways are true and just. And so we, we have that testimony born several times in the book of Revelation. And verse 8 says, The fourth angel poured out his vial upon the sun, and power was given unto him to scorch men with fire. And men were scorched with great heat, and blasphemed the name of God which hath power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. Uh, under the fourth, uh, when the fourth angel poured out his vial uh, upon the sun, well, now there was a special power of the sun, and these uh, and these men that were scorched by this heat recognized that that special power was from God. Now, the sun, in its nature, did not uh, scorch everything. But 
because of the plague, which was limited, directed to a certain people. See, this judgment, this wrath was as distinguishing as the love of God is, is distinguishing. Just as one is selected, so is the other. And, uh, and that's what you have here with reference uh, to the wicked. And when it says, and power was given unto him to scorch me. In other words, that was the special power. That was the special uh, privilege. Over and over in Revelation, you'll read, and it was given to him. It was given to him to make war. It was given. That means it's a sovereign, direct act of God uh, giving his power, uh, being the active agent behind uh, the, the person or the instrument or whatever it might be. Just as God calls uh, Balaam's uh, donkey to speak, you see. Uh, so that's what that's uh, this expression is in uh, in line with that uh, 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 with that idea. Now he says, uh, and men were scorched with great heat, and blasphemed the name of God, which had power over these plagues. Now there they attribute, see, which hath power. These men blaspheming God. And they're doing so realizing, it's not as plain in the English as it is originally, in the original, but it shows that these men recognize that God was causing these plagues. And yet, they not one time in the book of Revelation or any other part of the Bible do you find a man uh, uh, confessing God because of some judgment, see? In other words, that's not the way, uh, uh, that's not the way that God brings, uh, life, conveys life to individuals. Uh, it's not by scaring a man, it's not by, uh, frightening a man with judgment, it's not by dunking him in something, see? Uh, fearing, uh, that will cause him to be afraid of his life. I uh, hear, look, look what Paul's here, they recognize there's something coming from the sun uh, that is tormenting them, um, burning them up, and and yet, instead of confessing, repenting, and crying out for God to have mercy, why, they blaspheme God. Now, you'll notice that in the next one. It'll be the same way. And the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the, uh, upon the seat, that is, the throne of the beast and his kingdom. Now, you see, you see the limitation? Now, the limitation that we run into in chapter 16 is not a third of the earth or a fourth of the earth or a third of the waters or a fourth of the waters, but the, the only limitation, the limitation is to the people, for the, uh, for the people. Uh, for the worshippers of the beast and and the kingdom of the beast. Now this this plague is poured out upon the throne of the beast and his kingdom was full of darkness and they gnawed their tongues for pain. 
And notice 11, verse 11. They blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores and repented not of their deeds. Still recognizing the, uh, the judgments of God, the plagues, and yet, uh, 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 now, it doesn't say, was, uh, and they gnawed their tongue for pain. It doesn't say why or what was the immediate cause of it. It says the fifth, the fifth angel poured out his vial upon the throne of the beast, and his kingdom was full of darkness, and they gnawed their tongue for pain. Now, you see, you, you had darkness down in Egypt. You had, just as you had this, uh, uh, so, uh, and that element is enters into this, and also the pain. And blasphemed the God of heaven because of their pains and their sores, and repented not of their deeds. The sixth uh, bowl, the sixth angel, poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, and the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. Now, uh, back in ver- uh, chapter 9, uh, verses 13 to 19, where you have uh, the river Euphrates once uh, again was mentioned. Uh, and that came at the sixth, at the sixth trumpet. Now we've got here the, uh, the sixth vial, and again the river Euphrates is, is mentioned again. Now, over there, it permitted a great horde to come from the east across uh, across the river. Now, uh, here in this uh, in this instance, the river is dried up uh, to permit the kings of east to come across the Euphrates River. Now. In verse, uh, when you study verse 12 with verse 13 and 14, you find the kings of the east, you find the kings of the world, and then when we get to chapter 17, 12, you're going to find ten kings. Now, <clears throat> there, whoever these kings are, it's going to be a, a, a body. Uh, a lot of people believe that these kings from east of the Euphrates River will be uh, a, a force that's going to, uh, to have, uh, to do battle with other kings upon the earth. But, uh, that doesn't seem to be, uh, the, the teaching of scripture. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share with a friend. Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord.